in whom the whole family in Jesus is named and comes under your lordship. Um, so my mother fell over, but she's being helped up. She says she's okay. Mom, don't take a knee. Have a seat. <laughs> That's why I said if you're able. Please don't take it. She's okay. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's go on and pray. Thanks, man. She's so precious. Lord, we really don't realize how fragile we are. We could just fall out of chairs. And we think of the fragility of our family members that are suffering in prison cells, house arrest, some being deprived of food, shelter, comfort, clothing, freedoms, separated from families, rejected by families. And Lord, all we can do is cry out to you for them. Lord, would you let them today feel your presence? Would you today speak to them in a way they can hear that will comfort their hearts and give them fresh courage and faith? Lord, would you lift the veil that has hovered over them where they do not see you in the midst of it? Lord, would you give them spiritual perception today? Thank you for those that are praying for their tormentors. Thank you for those that are steadfast no matter what they're going through. Lord, we link hands with them today, and we ask, Father of mercies, God of all comfort, would you be to them everything they need, individually and corporately. We pray for children and teenagers that are being persecuted. We pray for elderly that are being persecuted. We pray for all men and women. Lord, may they stand strong and tall in you today we pray against fear we pray against anxiety mm -hmm. we pray against persecution that can be avoided yeah. lord i pray wisdom i pray for our chinese brothers and sisters that just need wisdom and how they meet together that they won't be arrested pray for the afghani brothers and sisters and the americans that are over there too lord being the number one persecuted country now lord we lift them to you and we pray the name of Jesus over every one of your people, the victory of Jesus, the peace of God. Mm -hmm. Lord, we don't take our freedom for granted. We thank you for it. But our hearts are really concerned for those who don't have freedom today. Please bless them. Strengthen them. Be with them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for praying. So, we're blessed to have Chris and Rebecca McBride with us today. How many of y'all know Paul and Pat McBride? Most of you should know them. Wave to everybody, Paul and Pat. <laughs> okay. So, this is their son, Chris, and his lovely wife, Rebecca. And some of you that are longtime Highlanders would have known Ben and Ruth Loring, who are here, and Rebecca is their child. I'm and um, Chris was in leadership at Highland with youth in college for years. I'm not sure if Rebecca was with him at that time or not. Yes? Okay. Thank you for investing in our young people. They went into missions under Antioch's covering. They have served in some Middle Eastern nations. In fact, they were in Israel the same time we were. They were in the West Bank, and we were in the 
the Did other side. Fall. And so we attack from every side with the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they returned to the U.S. in 2004. So they are now with another international missions organization. They've started a simple church concept last year. They help people start simple churches and they disciple people. So that's all I'm gonna say. Y'all can add to it as you wish. <laughs> so we're gonna tape you somehow. Reuben or James? Okay. I think we're, we're, we're mic'd up, I think. Good, good. I didn't see the lights on you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and a happy new year. I don't think we need the mic. Do we need the mic? This, we is, re this is recording, correct? And this is amplification. Ah, okay. So you want me to start? Yes. Well, hey, thanks for having us this morning. Yeah, we, uh, we're Chris and Rebecca. We've got four kids, Tim, Ethan, Elijah, Anna. Um, gosh, Tim was born while we And we, we have were, two new daughters. And we have two new daughters. Yes, Tim Allie was, and Kenna. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tim was born um, while we were on staff here uh, at Highland, golly, way back in the day, 96. Mm -hmm. um, we went out in 1999 uh, to the West Bank. We've served in the West Bank and in uh, the country of Jordan. We were there 14 years. We actually came back in 2013. And um, we're actually not going to share a lot about us this morning. Um, we did serve 14 years in the Middle East, and uh, we uh, were part of a, a church planting movement that started there, and thousands of believers meeting in house churches uh, across the country. Uh, as best as we could tell, we had a, a house church in every city in the country when we eventually, uh, we were uh, put in jail for nine days in Jordan, and um, Tim and Mary remember that well. Uh, you guys were serving over there in that season as well with us. Um, and, uh, you know, God did a lot of amazing things, but really, I think the thing that we come sharing this morning is that uh, persecution, uh, though it is hard, though we need to support brothers and sisters, though they, they need that little help of sanity from the body of Christ, it is um, the, the, the persecution when rightly responded to, we see the church growing throughout the world. In fact, today I work with a, a group called 2414 Emissions Network, and we're tracking over 120 million people that have come to Christ in the last 25 years in church planting movements. And I tell you, if you look at the map, it's nowhere in the Western world where we don't have major persecution. It's in the persecution hotspots that we're seeing the church grow and multiply. We talk about Afghanistan, and you know, I'm, I'm walking with uh, some of the believers who are saying, no, we're going to stay. We're going to plant churches in the midst of this time where um, the above ground church is running. Uh, you know, we are, we're going to stay and see the kingdom of God go forward. So that's what we want to talk about today. Um, we're going to tell the story of a, a lady named Natla that uh, intersected our lives, that we still walk with, and that is still suffering persecution. Um, we want to help you see how we can support people in persecution um, and uh, how that it doesn't have to be such a horrible thing. So our friend Nala, she is a Muslim background, 
follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we came across her path um, after she said yes to Jesus. <laughs> she herself comes from a very conservative Islamic uh, tribe, Jordanian tribe, and she married into an even more <laughs> extreme mm-hmm. Islamic and Jordanian tribe. And actually, when, um, when we were in prison, I shared um, who we had this conflict with um, and the, the family name, because it was Natalie's family that we had the conflict with. And they's like, oh, they were, their response was, oh, you're, you're much safer in here. It's good that you're here. <laughs> you know? uh, that, that just gives you an idea of, of how extreme. And, and even a more clear picture is the hospitality culture in the Middle East is off the charts, right? It's incredible. Um, you, you see someone on the street and it's, it's fuck-a-loo, come in and, and have coffee in, with us. And, but Nala was never able to uh, invite us into her home. Um, her husband was an Islamic law judge. And uh, so once, and she herself, before she came to Jesus, well, she herself is an evangelist, I and mean, she was an Islamic evangelist, would go around and share about Islam and, and, and um, all the apologetics for Islam, and, and was very convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had this man in her life, his name's uh, Abu Sa'id, uh, the father of Sa'id, we mm-hmm. called him Noah. Uh, he's like an uncle to her, and so it was through their relationship that our paths crossed with Nala. You may tell this part. Yeah. So um, Abu Sa'id uh, was in his living room one day and had his TV on, was flipping channels, and came across an uh, Arab Christian station. And on this uh, television station, there was a, a, a Coptic priest who was sharing uh, why Islam was wrong in a very confrontational kind of way. This guy is wanted around the world um, for uh, standing up against Islam. And uh, Abu Sa'id was a religious leader. He was a political leader. He was, uh, we call him Hafiz. He had memorized the Quran, which is about the size of the New Testament. Um, so he had memorized that. And he, uh, he said, uh, I'm going to prove these guys wrong. And so he's listening and he's going to his bookshelf and getting books off the bookshelf and opening the books. And everything the priest said, he was just like, huh. And was looking it up and was like, you know, he's right. And over time, then he gets on the internet and researches more and he comes to faith uh, in Christ. And then he starts pulling people like Natala in his orbit into his ways of thinking and he's downloading uh, stuff off the internet and, and sharing it with them, burning CDs back in those days, sharing with them uh, the, the different things that he was learning. And one day, um, uh, Natla comes walking into his house, and I can still see his living room. She marches into his living room and confronts him because she's the Islamic evangelist and she's going to tell him all the ways that, that he's wrong. And uh, in the midst of her starting to share these things, she starts to manifest a demon, falls down on the floor, and he, he was like, 
you know, this guy's a new believer. And she's, he's like, she was slithering around the floor like a snake. Wow. And I, I looked at him and I said, I was saying, what'd you do? He said, well, I cast the demon out of her. What are you supposed to do? That's what Jesus did. Was, oh, okay, that's good. I think you did well. So she came to faith uh, in his living room that, that, as, yeah. a, as a demon being cast out of her. And it's like, wow, okay, if this is the power of God, then she flips sides and uh, total you know, allegiance to Jesus. Um, she led yeah. her two daughters uh, to, to faith. She had, um, well, when we met her, four kids, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, a son, two daughters, and the daughters were, you know, like one was university age, one was late high school, high school. and then she had a small <laughs> child. Um, and uh, she came to faith, and over time, the three ladies, they uh, started multiplying house churches uh, and they eventually got to a place they were having, they had about 70 churches, house churches, that were under their supervision and, and their encouragement. Um, and, you know, so that gives you a sense of the size of things as, as it was growing. And we walked with them for about a year and a half. They had asked, two, or probably two years, they had asked Rebecca to uh, invest in those ladies, and we were trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And that was the season where persecution really began, uh, and it began, be, long story short, but uh, one of the daughters, uh, was, she was of marrying age, and her father brought to her a young man who he wanted her to marry, which is the traditional way to do things, and uh, she basically, I mean, she didn't really have a choice in the matter, but she said, I might be able to, to say no to one guy, you know, if my dad brings me, he'll bring me a second. So what I'll do is I'll try to filter him and see if he might be open to Jesus. And if he is open to Jesus, I'll say yes. And if he's not open to Jesus, I'll say no. And my father might bring me a second person. And uh, so she tried that and it kind of backfired. And in the end, got, she was exposed. And it began a, a series, uh, a, you know, a series of events that uh, brought a lot of persecution on the the work. Yeah, I'll never forget the day that I was driving home from our kids' school and got this frantic phone call from Nala, and she just, he has my phone, he has my phone, and and I I heard fear in her voice like I'd never heard it before, and. Um, then we found out that they had been taken under house arrest, she and Emu and Susu, her um, adult daughters. Um, and that's what caused us to be thrown in prison. And I just, I don't know how else to say this except just to say it. Prison for me was the most intense, dramatic, um, like experience with Jesus, like just so real, so so right here, just so. And I'm not saying that that I never had anxiety. I mean, anxiety would come up here like this and seek to choke me. But God had brought me on such a journey of of settling my heart in in just surrender. It's a place of surrender and refuge of you know, this is this is what it looks like to take refuge in me 
um, in, in God. And, and so it's like he had done this prep work that I really hadn't practiced a lot, but I had this, there was just a new awareness uh, and then it was, prison was like, was workshop, you know? And so I just, I met Jesus there in such a powerful way. And it was really funny because we were in prison for nine days, which the funny thing about prison, not funny haha, but like phenomenal thing about prison is that you're in prison and so you know nothing. You control nothing. Like you have no options. I mean, they're, they're, you're, you're stuck. And, and so you don't know what's going on. You hope that people are out there working on your behalf or praying you know, for you to be released. And you're hoping and believing that other people are caring for your four children. You know, that's, and we were just like, just, but we, we were so out of control. And just in that place of, God, you, your bigness and your ability to carry us through this is, is our only hope. And so we're in that situation. And so for me, the first eight days was this amazing, beautiful, just wake up with laughter because of his presence. And then the, the last day was, was this, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it was just this flip because I was disappointed. I didn't get to have this special visit with the kids, which is a whole other story. But but Chris's experience was more the opposite. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share yeah, just a so, moment? So yeah. The first days for me, I was grasping at control. I was like, you know, I've got to hear God. I've got to find out when we're getting out. I've got, you know, I can just, I can make it if I know. I remember saying to the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, you, and because he did speak to us very directly before we went in that, that we were about to suffer and that he would deliver us. And it was a prophetic word for, that somebody had sent to an Arab believer from California. Anyway, it was a long thing. It was very dramatic. And, but I remember talking to the Lord and I said, God, I said, I have this little issue with you, though, because you say a day is to the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. I don't know if I trust your definition of short. <laughs> but for me, I had to wrestle through eight days, seven to eight days of trying to stay in control before I finally just said, no, it's, it's about you. And when, when I did that, I was at the happiest place I think I've been in my life. I mean, I was, I was singing and, and praying for sick people in my cell with me. And, and, and circumstantially, it, it was awful. For yeah, you, right? circumstantially, it was, it was a really bad day. But, but God was there. And so the, the key in the midst, and this is something we can pray for believers is is that they would just relinquish control in the midst of persecution mm -hmm. because when he's in control and we're not that's the that's the most beautiful place in the world yes amen yeah. before all of the, the her, it, um, her family came to our door and um, mm. you know threatened us and everything her her husband and and um, brother and her brother led by her daughter, her oldest daughter, uh, Emu. Uh, that's that they came to our door and threatened us. That's how we ended up in prison. But before that happened, Natala had escaped um, the her family's custody, and um, we had already helped Abu Said get out of 
the country because they had come to his house and threatened him and they were searching for him and he hid out in our house for a period of time and I mean it was crazy the fear <laughs> I feel for mom and dad and that they had to, you know they they fought for us and for the people that that we were laying down our lives Mm -hmm. for and and we we were presented with the option of leaving and 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 walking out of this place of tension and, and persecution Before but we went to jail. yeah prior to going to jail what and but but we just knew that this was our place I mean these were our people and um, mm -hmm. and so anyway but we Nala escaped her family we were able to get her out of the country but then her two um, oldest daughters were still being held. And so that's by, the, by their family. And, and that's really what kept us there and just saying, we can't just walk away yeah. from them. Um, and so um, Naala and, and, and Abu Sayyid were in Lebanon. And it's incredible because they just kept loving Jesus, you know. Of course they're in pain. Of course Natalie is just deeply torn up over the fact that she just had to walk away from her two-and-a-half, three-year-old son at the mm -hmm. time. Uh, I mean, you can imagine the heartache in that. Her daughters were being married off to Islamists. Yeah, and they, so, but she and, and Abu Sayyid were in Lebanon, and, and years later we've heard from people that Abu Sayyid encouraged in their faith and encouraged just in some practical tips of how to to get people um, gathered around the Word of God and helping them see the Word of God and be able to get into okay what does the Bible really say and um, and that you know people that Abu Sayyid influenced influenced other people throughout the region in Syria and then and then he was this person was a, a facing persecution, ended up in Turkey and met people that were a part of the same movement of, of all these people gathering to discover who Jesus is. And so it's just impact, exponential impact in the midst of being upheaved and thrown into a new area and loss. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at one point, Natalie was given the opportunity to share her story. And so she, at this point, she was living in Syria. And uh, oh. so she came out of Syria and went to Lebanon and, and filmed, like, with her face uncovered. It's, it's, it's fully her, shared her whole story. And she's just, at this point, she said, I don't care. I just, I want people, uh, Jesus is so real. I want people to see who he is. Talk about her going back to Jordan for her passport. Okay, so in the midst of all of this, she she was told by a um, a lawyer that she needed to come back to Jordan, and that this lawyer would help her get her paperwork in order so that she could stay legal. Um, I think in her mind, as you moms can can um, relate to, she's thinking. I don't want to lose contact with my children forever. I want, you know, there's this, if I can stay legal as a Jordanian, then I can go back home if something, because we, we always prayed that, I would say that, that um, 
that her husband's husband's name is Saeed. So that he would have a Saul-type encounter Mm -hmm. to where he would see Jesus and he would come to faith. And we still believe that. It has... I don't think it's happened yet, but, um, but so she wanted to keep her paperwork up to date. So she goes back to Jordan and immediately taken, um, was arrested and put in prison. And I think she was in prison for like nine months, six months. No, it was like three, three months. Okay. I don't remember these details, but when she got out, she, she said, Rebecca, it's just like what you said. Like, Jesus is so real. Like, he just, it was incredible. She said, I think everybody needs to go to prison. <laughs> it, was so, it was really, I was so thankful that Jesus, like the same Jesus that, that met me in that place, met her in that mm-hmm. place. Yeah. So for her, just to kind of round out her story, she, she was able to get her paperwork uh, done. We we had worked with a human rights organization in Washington that was able to pay for a lawyer for her in Jordan to try to get her out. Um, just so you understand though, the, the lawyer, Christian background attorney that helped her uh, in the process of helping her was uh, run off the road by uh, a couple of young men in another car and then his car was firebombed. Um, and he was, uh, uh, he received death threats. Uh, if you continue to help this woman, we'll kill you and your family. And so he got her out as quickly as he could. Um, and then, uh, her, yeah, yeah, she went back to, to Syria and stayed in Syria. By the way, she, she was a part of a house church network in Syria, helping lead other uh, people to Christ and, and sharing Jesus with them and um, and then uh, helping take care of Noah who was still there he passed away um, last year last year of COVID a uh, year and a half ago probably no um, but uh, she she was just so instrumental in helping so many people come to faith and this year the situation in Syria got to a place she just like you know she barely had enough money to survive. Voice of the Martyrs has been uh, supporting her, which is, you know, you have information about Open Doors, Voice of the Martyrs, another organization. It's, it's important uh, that these organizations get support mm-hmm. so that they can help people like Na'ala. Um, and she's been supported by them and us and another family um, that were mission workers in Lebanon when she was there helping her. And uh, so she's been just trying to make it. Um, and then finally just said the situation in Syria had gotten to the place she was like, I just can't live here anymore. So she went oh, back to Jordan to renew her passport and thinking maybe I can just get somewhere else um, and tried to make contact <laughs> with her family uh, again. and. And basically, they, they, they didn't arrest her this time, but they basically said, if you ever try to contact your family, we'll kill you and, and your mother. And yeah, her um, mom was sick. Yeah, her mom was sick. She was trying to go visit her mom, and we'll kill you and your mom. Um, so uh, it, it's been a really tough uh, season for her. She is 
Well, we've been uh, messaging back and forth with her just this last week while uh, we were on vacation. And, and it was just <laughs> like, you're like, I'm sitting here on vacation and, and she's struggling to figure out, okay, I'm trying to rent an apartment so I have a place to live. Um, Voice of the Martyrs is telling me that they have money for me through the end of the year. I don't know where I'm going to go after that. I don't know what I'm going to do after that. And uh, she's struggling. Um, one thing we can pray for for her, uh, I've been talking with a friend of mine who's a, a missionary in the Middle East, and he's connected with a, a team in northern Iraq who's saying, wow, if, if we could get a, an Arabic-speaking Jordanian woman follower of Jesus to come help us, you know, do outreach. So we're, we're talking with her about possibly sending her on a visit to northern Iraq to be part of a missions team, a multicultural missions team there in Northern Iraq uh, that could provide both support to her, at least emotional support, yeah. as well as um, a, a sense of purpose. Because once you've lost everything, it's hard to figure out what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. um, she's 54, 55 years old. Mm -hmm. She has no formal education uh, except for her religious training in Islam and uh, no real skills and uh, I feel with her she has uh, chronic back pain. I just had surgery so I'm, I'm like I'm praying for you lady. Yeah, come on. Um, but uh, and, and she's like oh, what, what can I even do? How can I even support myself? I have no family uh, in, in a culture that doesn't support the, uh, the women to be able to to support themselves and so um, yeah. You know, the, the thing that we say, though, when we talk about the, the persecution we came out of, um, you know, we, we left in 2013 and we were, because we are American, because we had some connections, some political pressure was put in different places, we were allowed to get out, basically. Um, but so many of our Arab brothers and sisters aren't, you know, one... We had one of our, our house church leaders martyred right after we left. Uh, you know, her, uh, this lady's brother broke into a, a meeting that she was having with some of her neighbors and they were studying the Bible together and he, he beat her to death in front of the other women in the house church. Um, it, a lot of people don't have these opportunities and yet I will say this, that Jesus isn't looking at the sacrifice that these people make and going, oh, I'm s poor you, I'm so mm -hmm. sorry. Mm -hmm. he, he's looking with pride. Amen. And he's looking and seeing them. And, and I, I know his heart breaks for them, but he's like, I want to strongly support you. You know, the eyes of the Lord run to and yeah. fro across the face of the earth. You know, looking for those who has, whose hearts are fully his, that he might strongly support him with a strong right hand. Yeah. And that's the heart of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, deliver us from persecution, mm -hmm. but deliver us into your hands. Deliver us from evil into your hands, yeah. Jesus, yes. that we might see the glory of God go forth. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had a, a wonderful multiplying movement going on in Jordan that was the leadership was just crushed um, but you know I, I ran into a, 
a friend of ours who's a Muslim background uh, movement leader in Lebanon um, just a while back and he said, you know, I ran into some of the leaders from the Jordan movement uh, recently and, they, and I was like, hey, how did you guys come to faith? Oh, we were part of this thing that happened in Jordan. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's uh, I remember hearing from, from a, a number of, of uh, missionaries that said, hey, you know, the, the stuff that started in Jordan, we can see five other movements going on across the Middle East that directly, you know, relate their, their history to that movement that started in Jordan. And so um, don't pray that, that the Lord would remove persecution. Pray for the believers that they would meet Jesus yeah. in the midst of everything that's happening. Um, the reward that they have as they see Jesus face to face is going to just so eclipse the reward yeah. of a peaceful life that you could have. And the, the way that the church is growing around the world, uh, we, we look and we're like, oh gosh, the, all the horrible things that are happening. No, this is the greatest hour for yeah, the church. Amen. This amen. is the greatest hour where the church is growing more than we've ever seen. We've seen over 1% of the world's population come to Christ in the last 25, 30 years in these church planning movements that are growing around the world in the hardest to reach areas. Yeah. And that does not come without persecution. Yeah. The people in those churches embrace, they don't go looking to be persecuted, but they embrace <laughs> Jesus in the midst of it and say, you are the reward of our yes. suffering, Lord. Amen. So today we bring that message um, you know, to you, uh, on behalf of Natala, we would love to ask if you would pray for her, uh, that you would pray that she gets the support she needs um, over the next uh, years, uh, that she would be put in a place yeah, where she, she has family, that the Lord would set the lonely in families. Yeah. And um, that uh, she would be one that shifts the atmosphere. Yes, amen. Um, because that's what happens in that's persecution happens. Yep. when people look and they go you're willing to suffer for that it breaks something spiritually yep. it just shifts something spiritually yep. and people come to faith even when you can't see the direct connection yep. something shifts in the spirit that's right so um we would just covet your prayers for her and for all the believers that are continuing to serve and love jesus um, in the face of hard, difficult things. So, Amen. I don't know, do you want to shift us into a time of prayer? Or do you we're going to do a song? Okay, great. We'll let you all do that. Comfort today. Lord, thank you for uh, a few believers uh, in her area that uh, are looking for how they can minister to Muslim background people just like her. Uh, that that uh, connect her with fellowship. And um, Lord, we're asking, Father, that you would give her meaningful uh, ministry that she can put her hands to, God, that 
she would say, yeah, Lord, I'm, I'm serving Jesus and I, I feel purpose and, and, and life in that. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would uh, provide every need according to uh, your riches and yes, glory. Lord, in the ways that she has just the, the financial needs that she's expressing, Lord God. And, and Lord, we just we say we don't even know how to uh, you know, make all of this happen for her. Uh, for this lady, this young woman that, uh, Lord, has so many years ahead of her, but without a support system. Jesus, we're asking for more. We're asking yeah. for just your abundance yeah. to provide. Lord, we're just trusting you, Father, that you can do exceedingly and abundantly yes, beyond Lord. all we could ask or imagine yeah, in her life. And Lord, that many would yes, see God. and hear and put their trust in the Lord. Lord, and even as, as she's in um, the same, she's in the same country and she might be in the same uh, city right now as her family. Lord, I'm asking God that the deep desires of her heart would come to pass, Lord, that her mom would be uh, restored in every way, physically, Lord, um, and that mm -hmm. her children, Lord, her sons would know you, Lord, that her oldest son would repent and he would know you, yeah. Lord Jesus, that her youngest son would know you, that he would be renewed um, to his mom, that he'd be restored to his mom in Jesus' name, Lord, for Emu and Susu, Lord, that they'd be delivered, Lord, from the 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 boxes like the the cells that they're in um, just um, being hemmed in from every side just by like, don't don't be who you are <laughs> just yeah. this message of you can't follow Jesus you can't be a believer you can't like just that that would be shut up that that would be it would be discarded in every way, Lord, and that they would be released. Lord, I, I thank you, Father, for their faith. Lord, I pray that they'd be released to love you, Jesus, like they've never loved you before, Lord. We ask for Natalie's uh, former husband, Lord. We're asking God that he would meet you, Jesus. We ask that his yeah. eyes would be opened yeah. and that he would see you, Jesus, for who you really are. Jesus' name, Lord. Mm. We thank you, Father, that you're working throughout um, the country of Jordan, throughout the Middle East, Father, throughout uh, really the whole world, Lord, that, uh, Lord, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is covering the earth. <laughs> Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Lord, we uh, long for the day of your appearing. Yes, we. God. Long for that day when the gospel of the kingdom uh, will be preached in all the nations as a witness. And Lord, we long to see you face to face. So come, Lord Jesus, on behalf of Natala, on behalf of so many like her around the world. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for just this opportunity to, uh, to bear the burdens of our sister and so many others today. In Jesus' name. Lord, we want to thank you for this son of yours and this daughter. Lord, we thank you for their willingness to say yes to your call. Uh, here am I, send me. Lord, uh, that has been a longing desire in their hearts. 
Lord, thank you that you're still sending them. You're sending them throughout Texas, throughout the U.S., and still throughout the nations. Mm. Yes, Lord, we thank you that they've heard the call to go when so many feel called to stay. Lord, we pray for even a greater release, greater anointing, greater wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Mm. Lord, strength, wisdom. Lord, we just pray that everything that they need will be supplied. Amen. Everything that is needed for the fostering and the release of, of your heart's desire through these vessels be accomplished to the glory of God. Yes, God. So we thank you for what we've heard today. We bless them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. 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 All right, you are dismissed.